Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Pursuit United. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kletchik. Andy, how you doing today? I'm doing really good. I'm really excited for this one, and I'm just a bit jet-lagged getting back from the work trip in California, and then other than that, just prepping to getting fit to... Just get my uh, stretchy pants on for Thanksgiving in <laughs> a couple weeks. I got you. Yeah, I got to um, I gotta find me a pair of maternity pants so I can just <laughs> slip into like Joey on Friends because, man, uh, I, I like the food uh, on Thanksgiving for sure. Yeah. But uh, I also like whiskey. I'm very excited about this one. Um, you've got – I mean, this is like kind of the one that you were, have been really excited about. You've got me excited yeah. about it. So um, why don't we just jump on in, tell the folks, everything out there, everyone out there, what they need to know about Pursuit United. Of course. So Pursuit United, for anybody that really doesn't listen to bourbon podcasts, or at least other bourbon podcasts, which I'm assuming you guys probably all are, um, if you're listening to us, this is from the guys who created the um, Bourbon Pursuit podcast. Like one of the biggest, at least for bourbon, one of the biggest podcasts there is. Yep. And we actually, uh, you actually posted on our Instagram, yeah. on the Distilled Discussion Instagram, and they actually reshared it. So yeah, they're, they're excited about the excited. podcast too. Yeah. Um, so it's it's from two of the guys that basically created that podcast. Um, I forget when they created the podcast, like date wise, but I know they're in like the 300 and somethings number of episodes. So they've got. And they post like once a week, so they've got like a lot of episodes under their belt. Um, but it's from the two guys that created that, uh, Ryan Cecil and Kenny Coleman. Um, and it was something that like they've had a chance. They don't actually own, as far as I know at least, they don't own a distillery and aren't distilling any of this own, this stuff themselves yet. Gotcha. But um, it's something that, you know, because they have like just one of the biggest and most reputable and famous bourbon podcasts in game right now um they've been able to build a um kind of a network of being able to interview like all these master tasters blenders distillers like just across the board getting some of the most famous names in the bourbon making game to come on their podcast or like the bourbon reviewing game come on their podcast and just talk bourbon every week um and it was something that, you know, after the, you know, after um, a few years, it was just kind of something I think they, you know, they decided like, hey, um, let's create a bourbon of our own. Since this is something like we have so much knowledge that we've acquired through our own experiences and then through the podcast experience as well. Just talking to all these people uh, like let's create our own product uh, and put it to market and so far everything i've seen i think they initially came out with it i want to say around 2019 or 2020 i think that was when they first started coming out with the product with the bourbon and rye that they have Um, the rye didn't come out until late 2021 early 2022 at least initially as far as i saw but the bourbon like i said was probably 2019 or 2020 I think was when that first they first started releasing that, um, 
onto shelves. Uh, and it's it's a limited run. I mean, it's something like they they're only able to put it into like Colorado, Georgia, Illinois, hmm. um, Kentucky, Ohio, and a couple other states. Like Ohio is one of the newest states that they've been able to at least put it on shelves. I think they can ship to all states, but those are the states that like you can find it on a shelf. Lucky for us. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of nice to see because it was like right after they brought it to Ohio market and figured out all the stupid legal rules and everything we have here in Ohio. I found it like a week or two after that. <laughs> um, they initially dropped it. And um, it was something that they, like as a result of creating this bourbon and rye, like this actual distilled spirit, they also have a separate podcast where basically they go over... Uh, it's called Behind the Pursuit. They go over um, basically like everything, like their experience of setting up at least like doing the tastings, the blending, getting it on the market. Maybe not the distilling part because like I said, I don't know that they actually own a distillery and are distilling it themselves yet. But everything else in the process of making a small batch blended bourbon or blended rye that from their experience, that's what it took. Um and it's something that that's kind of throughout that emanates throughout their entire everything, their website, the product, everything. Like they want to have that transparency. They want as transparent as they can be in it. Sure. Um, and they also do like try to provide dis, um, access to unique whiskeys um, through this. So they have two distinct brands. Um, you know the Pursuit series. Which is, I think, like single barrels that like clubs or something could go through them to like use their expertise um, and basically do kind of like a private barrel pick that the guys here, uh, Ryan and Kenny, will pick for them. Something to that effect. That's the way I understand it from their website, looking at it. Um, but then the other ones, and this is the one we're trying today, the bourbon from this brand or this series under their umbrella of everything is the pursuit United. Mm-hmm. Um, and the United, like I said, the United is going to be the more easily accessible of the two. Um, that's going to be like their mass market one that they're releasing in every state that they can or shipping to every state that they can, um, with both the rye and bourbon available in the states that I mentioned earlier. Um, both of them are bottled at 108 proof. So 54% alcohol by volume. Um, and then the bourbon, they'll focus on a, um, I don't remember if they do like any chill filtration or anything like that. Um, or like if it's cut or anything like that, but, um, they focus on sourcing barrels from at least three different States. Um, at least for the batch that we have, let me pull it out here and see if they say, um, but I can tell you in general, I think they've sourced from Kentucky, Tennessee, and New York. And I think in past iterations beyond the one that's, um, on the shelves right now. So we're, we're trying bash seven CC. And I think that's the one that's the Tennessee, Kentucky, New York. But cool. I think in previous batches, they might've had some Indiana, like from MGP, probably in those. Gotcha. If I remember, um. But they focus on basically blending um, from the like f- sourcing and blending product from those three different states. Um, and then I don't know, like it's undisclosed mash bills from each state. Um, New York, I don't know 
they don't say which distillery in New York they're getting, like sourcing the bourbon from to blend. But they do say at least um, that they're getting the stuff from Kentucky they're getting from Bardstown. And then Tennessee, uh, at least for this batch, they say it's from Tennessee, and they can tell you it's not from Tullahoma, which is Dickel. <laughs> um, and then uh, as far as the rye goes, again, it's like three undisclosed mash bills that they're sourcing um, from Maryland and then Kentucky. And Maryland, um, they, they're choosing to source from Maryland because... That historically was like a huge state. I I know like when we went over Sagamore like a month or two ago around there, like historically that was a huge state um, early on in the U.S., like distilling game and everything that was really well known for their rise. So they're, that's partially kind of their decision making behind why they wanted to go with a Maryland rye sure. in the mash bill. Um, again, I've never had it. I haven't had a chance to try the rye yet. Only the bourbon. Um, batch 7cc. Um, and then um, the Pursuit series, like I was saying, that focuses more on like individual distilled spirits. Um, and it could be from like any state, like Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, Colorado. And I think that's like what I was saying. Based on what I kind of found on the website, it looks like that's maybe more of their single barrel program or like hand-selected program for, like, certain groups and everything. Gotcha. Um, like, a private barrel program, looks like to me. Um, so that's more or less everything about them. Like I said, if you want more history from them and, like, their experience, they do have the two podcasts. I'll just give them a shout-out if you aren't already listening to them. Um, Bourbon Pursuit, that's where they more focus on the industry as a whole, like, everything going on in the industry. Um... (laughs) like news, anything else going on there. And then they have behind the pursuit and that's basically focusing on their journey um, to creating these bourbons and rice um, and like their experience with it. Right. So that's more or less everything about, at least as far as I can find directly from them or other sources um, about the product and their story. Cool. Alrighty. Let's give this a taste. Uh, as always with our um, our tastings, we're going to start with the nose. Cheers. Cheers. I mean, even for being 108 proof, like it's really light. Um, kind of like last week, the ECPP was a little bit lighter on the nose with the alcohol. Like doesn't quite um, come up. It's a lot more inviting yeah. than maybe the proof says. Um, for me, on the nose at least... I kind of get, like, maybe some candied fruits, but I got, like, marshmallows on there, too. Yep. No, I agree. Light, but I am picking that up as well. It's kind of, like, very, like, fruity. Yep. And candy. Like, sugar in there. More like marshmallow sugar for me, at least. 100%. Great, um, like, a fall kind of drink. Oh, yeah. Which is perfect for right now, of course. All right, let's give it a taste. Wow, that's good. Yeah. It's really good. I'm a fan. Yeah. For sure. What are some of the uh, the notes that you're picking up in that on the palate, Andy? Uh, again, alcohol is a little bit more present on the palate for me sure. than on the nose. but um, I, I agree. Yeah. But I get like a little bit, still kind of that fruity and um, 
marshmallow note on the palate, but that's a little bit more uh, in like combined with a lot more of like an oak or nutty note on the palate for me that I'm getting. Sure, those are a lot more present on the palate than they were on the nose. Um, and it's kind of like the like the marshmallow and fruit kind of fade to the back of the palate as you're drinking it down for me. Still yeah. a little bit of the that Kentucky hug, just being so high proof and everything, sure. but. It's good. I like it. I like the Kentucky hug, though. Yeah. I'm a fan. Sometimes that's a good hug to have. 100%. All right, folks. That's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe. Leave a review. Listen to every episode of Distilled Discussions. Please share us on your social media pages. Follow us on Instagram. We really, really do appreciate your guys' support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.